Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! 50 yeah. hours from kickoff right now. 50 hours, we'll know. At least we'll start today. Jason, slow, slow clap, clap going. Let's go. Yeah, Come on. We're going to be here slow for 50 clap. hours, slowly and clapping no, it down. You're doing it wrong. You got to act like you're in Brazil with blow torches at a soccer game and it's overhead. Oh, yeah. 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 Let me yeah. guess. You watch that on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's probably not on YouTube because mm-hmm. I ain't going to no soccer <laughs> matches. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It's Friday. That means you get 90 minutes here, 30 minutes on WKYC. That starts at 1230 as Mikey McNuggets likes to call it, never before seen Browns content. That's, <laughs> That's a fact. We, we, we run nothing back. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Busy show today. In our 90 minutes, uh, we're going to look at all kinds of things Browns, Bears related, try to figure out who has the advantage in this matchup. Also, we're going to talk about a Bears defender that you probably don't know but should, and you likely will after Sunday's game. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Anything you want to get off your chest to start? First of all, what about last night? How'd it go? Beautiful. Did, uh, wait, 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 before we do that, yeah. before we do that, I want to show you guys, because yesterday was a smashing success. Good. I want to show you the worst fail you've seen in a long time. Anthony's going to get it on Tagboard in one sec. I sent it to him at 7 o'clock this morning. It's still wow. not in Tagboard until right now. The worst fail? He didn't but tell me to put it in. This is the worst fail you've ever seen, and I want to counterbalance how bad ever. this fail is with how successful last night's live okay, show was. ever. This is as bad of as you've ever seen, Anthony. How, how much longer? What happened? Okay, we got it. Are you ready? Steve, just play this full. No context needed. What the heck happened? I saw this. Oh, <laughs> I saw this. Oh, my gosh. Where was that? The San Antonio Spurs game last night. This How many last does he have to make? Okay, this is the first time that man's ever touched a basketball. Watch it oh one more time. Oh, my God. I saw this as a meme of something about Brandon Staley trying to coach. My goodness. <laughs> is, this, is this a brother out here? <laughs> no. You're going to revoke his card? I'm, lo- I'm looking. I need to check. Oh, no. Them. They took his card immediately <laughs> after. Oh, my God. My what God. was that? We might have to Did put he ever a make one? Requested. It cuts off. I don't know if he ever made one. <laughs> I'm guessing he made the next one. That's right. But if you're off. that guy, why did you agree to do that? Like, He's probably drawn at random to win a prize. If I was that bad, I would not agree. I would never have agreed by to that. He probably didn't know he was basketball. that bad until that moment. Looks Whoa. like he's never touched I mean, a basketball. How hard could this be? Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not even that never bad. Never touched a basketball in his life. Jay, yeah. wow. I'm not even that bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because you have often bro. said you're the only black man who cannot dribble a basketball between your legs. <laughs> yeah, that whole Allen Iverson thing. You're not the only me. one. Man, if I see you anytime a man start off by dribbling with two hands and go to one. That's a bad look and right away. And they pat the ball like this, and then they just they can't gather themselves. Oh that was bad. It's, I call it the patty cake dribble. Yeah. <laughs> when you're doing this, you're not on my team. No. <laughs> and I'm guarding you. Back then, see, I don't understand. Back then when there used to be playground basketball, there was a chance you didn't get picked up. Who cares if you had winners? If you can't play, you're out. we're skipping right over you. And then they were like, you know what? Let's just get rid of all the bad people. We're just going to go to AAU. And we're never going to play with you fair weather guys. Yeah. So they systematically got rid of all novice no. basketball players. There's he, still street schoolyard basketball. No. In New York, there is. There must be here, again, too. Again, Bull. Again. Yeah. You live in New York. Well, I did. You now live in New York. a long time ago. I drive by blocks and blocks. There's no schoolyard of, basketball. Uh, of empty basketball. Oh, yeah, I, I, co- I co-signed that, G. You know I why? They're all on YouTube. Well... They're all on video games. My my son plays at recess. They still play basketball. Oh, well, last year he doesn't have recess anymore. But last year, they had. <laughs> last yeah. year they had recess. That's no crazy. good. We're gonna take that away. It's my favorite class. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? It's the only reason I went to school. Yeah, now they yeah, take it away. Nuggets, now they go do private runs. All right, so, so that was the that bad. was the fail last night. Smashing, smashing success. success. Yeah. Bull, Did everybody that came out get two free Cavs tickets? I didn't hear anything against that, so yeah, I think so. They wow. may have got so. those tickets. That had That's nothing to do with us, so yeah. That was, was super it was excited. That's phenomenal. It was a great event, guys. Everybody was there. 
we had so much fun. We met a, a lot of fans that were very excited to meet everybody. What was the crowd like? What are we talking? Thousands? No, there's not even. Max capacity in the facility was 300. Oh, oh, so we're here in a small space. But yeah. it was spread space, out, though. It's nice yeah. in there. I mean, it's there really was a nice. lot of people. I, I don't know what they normally have on a Thursday night when there's a Monsters game going on, but I <laughs> right. got to imagine that was a pretty good crowd for a Thursday so night. Caesars reps game. told us that they were – it was bigger draw than they expected. Wow. Well, yeah. that's, that's always a win. There was a um, lot of people there. What about – now, what was the show like? Were you talking about the Cavs? Were you talking about the Monsters? In the fourth quarter, we did Cavs. Okay. For the other two hours and 25 minutes – we did fan questions. We were talking right. Browns. We just were telling stories. Show. We were making kind fun of, of each yeah, other. Uh, well, we about, I mean, that's, that's a given. Yeah. yeah we we talk, I, I, we, somebody asked us who would play us in the movie, in a movie. Who did you say? For myself, I yeah. said John Goodman. I said Matthew oh, McConaughey. Even though he's a clearly. little old. That's interesting. Matthew no. McConaughey. <laughs> who did we end up it. saying for Jay? I can't remember. I, wait. I, 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 thought, I thought Jay, I told Jay he would want Matthew McConaughey. To right, that's right. No, for guys, you don't know me. I'm playing myself. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you guys have yeah, known yeah. me for two years That's at true. least. Yeah. Come on. I think Skip Fair Bayless point. would play Jay. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, Drip Bayless. Yeah, that's crazy. We said. Uh, alter ego. I said that Tyvis would be played by, uh, what's his name? Jaleel White? Urkel? Bro. And he, Tyvis lost his mind. Lost, oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of a low blow. He said Denzel. <laughs> that's kind of a low Let, blow. And, Wait. Yeah, Earl Tyvis. said Denzel. Yeah, Tyvis. Tyvis, Tyvis said, said Denzel. Denzel. Oh, Tyvis. Of I said Earl would be played by a young Lawrence Fishburne. You can't get that off. I Who's the guy? <laughs> I think this would be a good bull. Who's the guy? Is Zach Galifianakis? Yeah. Yes. From Hangover? No. Yeah. No, I don't like that guy. <laughs> you don't like him? He's a <laughs> no, great he's actor. Funny. He's fantastic, but he's not my kind of humor. He's a different kind we, of humor. We, okay. Like we found out Bull didn't know who Andy Milonakis was. I have no idea that dude was a sensation. I said he should be Anthony. You know, when he was at the height of his fame, he was like 30, but he looked 14. Yeah, who yeah. is? Do you know who this guy is? No, what's his I name? I no oh, who this guy is. Andy cool. Miller. He was, a, no, he was kind of, really, if you think about it, the first viral superstar. Yes. Well, that's why I, yeah. I, mean, I think he was. Bull asked, where's he from? And we're like, the Andy Milanakis show. Oh, like, that's that not show. True. I'm telling you, true. it was so stupid, it was hilarious. Yes. And I like that kind the of bad humor grandpa, to begin with. The Man. bad grandpa was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had all kinds of recurring skits. Man. Do you remember another one that I think might have been one of the first kind of viral YouTube stars was the guy that would go around people and he would ask them. Uh, he, he had one question that he would keep reiterating. Um, he would go do like man on the street videos mm -hmm. and he would keep asking the same question over and over. Now I can't think of it. So the joke's dead. But he was big too. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's I was like, like he was, he was, I, I, I was waiting for the punch. Him. If I could <sighs> think of it, you would know him. Yeah. But he was, I think he was a Philly guy. And he was another one like Andy, who was just, just sort of. And what happened to Andy Milanakis? He says he got old. According mm. to the chat, he's a Twitch streamer now. He is still big. He's just, he, he had a niche, sort of a niche crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. that followed him platform to platform. But at one point, someone told me he was a very healthy millionaire. Like in right. the multi-multi-millions. The multi, multi, multi there was one family that joined us. Shout out to the 419s. Evan yeah, and his entire Evan family 419, his entire down. family was there. They the tried, and they family? lived by okay. Sandusky. Okay. Good Lord. Norwalk. 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 I mean, Norwalk. They were, and they were really cool. They were all super cool. Like yeah, Norwalk's yeah. Cool. 15 yeah. minutes or so away. It's not that far from Cleveland, really. I mean, it's probably no. 45 minutes. Straight. I almost forgot. Yesterday, makeup too. I, I, yesterday, Ooh. I debuted my skin cosmetic line, Bush Line Beauty. Yeah. Yesterday, the four one nine. Wait, ladies, I thought you had that. No, oh, no, man. but but I, I just I'm dropping it now. What I'm doing is I'm giving it out to the people. Test market right now. I got so, so I'm, I gave it to the four one nines. I told them holler at me. There's a lot of people. He also, G. Bush was also trying to play matchmaker last night. Yeah, yeah, shout, yeah. Wow. Listen, we'll the it was a fun show. The barbershop really gear. And yeah. by the way, if you if you want if you're a lady out there, or you know you have a lady out there, a daughter, and you want to try Bushline Beauty, just hit me up at gbush91 at hotmail.com, and I'll send you a test uh, test supply, and you tell me how you like now, it. Now let me ask you a question on that because somebody asked me once, is it true that you have a makeup line? Yes. And I said it is true. Yeah. And I said, it's also true that I think he either records or watches makeup tutorial videos. Yes. 
And they thought that I was lying about that, too. No, no, no. Uh, so no. how did this become a passion of yours? Well, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was doing lighting for like, you know, I do YouTube videos, right? Yeah. And I got obsessed with lighting. So I couldn't get any of my lighting right. I couldn't find the shadows right. I, it just looked really JV. It looked like terrible. So what I started doing is watching makeup tutorials because they had the best lighting because you need to see their faces. Ah, yeah, so okay. I watched all their makeup tutorials and I was like, hmm. This is kind of crazy. I wonder what my wife let me um, do her makeup. And so she, you asked wifey, can I do a makeup makeover? On yeah, you? yeah, yeah. How did that go over? Um, did you immediately duck? No, it, it worked. Like we went and bought some different stuff. I got the pictures or whatever. I, I took them. Wow. Um, and I'm, I'm infamous, infamously, I said with my last wife, I told her, I said, man, your eyebrows are C plus. C plus eyebrows. You got to do, so do They were on fleek. They, they, they were C. I was like, Not surprisingly, apples. they got divorced soon. I was going to say, that's why that's your life. That was where the beginning of the end <laughs> but she, occurred. But she let me do her eyebrows, yeah. and they got to A minus. She was they, when you say do like what do you mean by that? Well, you know, how do you do your so, eyebrows? So basically, you know, you you have your uh, you have the mascara, you have the eyeliner, you got to put shadow up underneath. Maybe you wow. want a smoky eye or whatever. And the best thing you got to have it tapered. Sometimes, and if you're a woman, sometimes you have to pluck the ends, you know, and get rid of them. Some people get them tattooed, but either way, here's what's beautiful about that. You also know about zone coverage. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, they, typically the two G don't intermingle. But G Bush is, is literally, I'm not exaggerating, the most unique person I've ever met in my life. I think that's fair. Right? I He's mean, a he, renaissance man. He is truly a renaissance man. Yeah. He has a million interests, things that you would never you go guess. go to anime. You go to science fiction. Right. You I'm go strange. to novels. Science I mean, space. Slightly strange. He's got it all covered. <laughs> G Bush. The most interesting man in the he world. He is. We do need There's a no commercial doubt. line yeah, with yeah. you as the most interesting man in the world. I like that. I gotta That's be right. able to take my shirt off though. <laughs> We're gonna get into <laughs> Facts, We're gonna right? dive into some sports. Oh if you did God. miss the show last night, it's on our YouTube page. We also interviewed Larry Nance Sr. and Ahmad Crump from the Cavs, so check it out. Two nice. really good interviews. Nice. Our first topic of the day today, though, guys, is whether or not the Bears are a good football team. And our first topic, yeah. as always, is brought to us by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is simple to use, and you can bet on literally anything from spreads to player props and over-unders and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And today's winning ticket comes from Joshua Heisler, who cashed out on Devontae Adams part parlay over receptions over yards and an anytime touchdown score he made a 20 uh 2000 percent return on his profit five dollar bet 105 dollar win so shout out to josh heisler nice. for his winning fan duel ticket but as i mentioned guys the bears as it stands today would have the fifth pick in the nfl draft also the first pick from carolina but their own pick would be fifth and they're one game out of the playoff race in the nfc so when you look at that the highs and the lows do you think the Chicago Bears are a good football team? The Bears are not a good football team, guys. They're not hideous. They're not the Panthers. They're not the Patriots. But they're not a good football team. But they I sit in the five spot. I, I mean, that's that, more that, a reflection that on just them, the bottleneck of the well, NFL. Well, it makes it mean, Pete Rozelle is smiling right now because yeah, yeah. he wanted parity, and here it is. Yeah, I mean, I think from 5 to 30, there's, you know, it's or 6 to 30, whatever. It's not a huge gap. Six to twenty for sure. I would say. Yeah, I don't that. even think I because mean, if you go thirty, that means you're throwing either San Francisco, Philly, or Dallas in with Chicago. I can't do that. Yeah, I, I, well, whatever. I'll move it to six to twenty-nine. Uh, you know, <laughs> but um, I, I, I look at the Bears and, and I didn't think that highly of them. I, I said yesterday they're better than I thought they'd be because I thought yeah. they'd be Panthers and Patriots bad. And they're a step above that. But then I, I mentioned earlier to some of the guys that I was on my podcast this morning. We did a crossover with the guy in Chicago, Dan McNeil, who's been covering, you know, Chicago sports for a thousand years. And he was like, no, nah, the Bears stink. He's he, he's like, the, I expect the Browns to win by double digits. Um, he thinks they're a fraud even for the games they've won recently. Even the, I mean, they most recently beat and yeah, played well against the Lions. I know. And, he, you know, he, he thinks the Lions are kind of coming apart here at the end of the season. But oh. he does not give a lot of credibility to any of their wins outside of the Lions win. It's his opinion. 
But I look at the Bears. I think they're a, a below-average team, a middling team at best. They're, you know, okay on defense. They got one or two guys. They're okay on offense. When Justin Fields plays great, they got a chance to win. If he's mediocre or worse, they've got no chance to win. Um, you know, so no. To answer the question, they're not a good team. Jay, good or bad? I'm with Bull. I don't think they're a good team at all. They, yeah. they've, defensively, they've been better. They've been, turn, they've been forcing turnovers the last few weeks. I forget the I think it's 11 over the last three games or something like that. They've, they've done a nice job of generating turnovers, and obviously that's been a problem for the Browns at times this year is giving defenses a short field or giving opponents a short field. So that's one concern. Aren't they top, one of the tops in the leagues at giveaways? Yeah. So, so that, that, that that's, might be that's, troublesome. That's the one thing that could level this out. Yeah. But if the Browns play a clean game and hold on to the football, I don't have a lot of faith in Justin Fields. I haven't. He, had, he hasn't really shown a ton. I think you think he, he's showed improvement this year? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think he has. I, I wouldn't want him as the franchise quarterback of my team. So if you're if you're in management, then you're using either the first or the fifth or wherever they end up. I think he's probably getting traded. Yeah, I think he's probably getting traded this offseason. Interesting. I would I would think right. Pittsburgh like, and Atlanta are said to be eyeballing him. Yeah, and I, he's a guy that maybe could benefit from a fresh start elsewhere. Although I don't know if Pittsburgh's really the answer. If that's really going to do a whole lot for you, we'll see how yeah. they overhaul the offense this this off season, but no, I don't, I, Chicago doesn't scare me. This is a game in our, in our race to 10 and how to get to 10 wins. Even yeah. prior to the Jacksonville game, this is the one I had circled Chicago, the jets and the Bengals. That's your path yeah. uh, to get there. So I fully expect the Browns. Okay. To so game. bad, bad. Well, just because I think that uh, the Browns are going to win the game does not mean that the bears have to be a bad team. I should think they're pretty good. Um, at the end of the season, everybody's good. Um, you look at it, New England, except the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. God. Listen, that. Woo! 42 nothing at halftime. Richard Sherman was half kidding but half serious. Mm. He made the first comments in the halftime show. Yeah. Mm. And he said, they need to make NFL history and fire him right now. Fire him at halftime. And and, and he he was half kidding, but there was some seriousness. To the tenor of his comments. It's hard. He's a local guy. Uh, No, I know he is. That's what it looks like when a team quits on their head coach. At this point, what's the point? You know, they're just going to wait till the end of the season, probably. You know, I look at it like this. You know, the Bears can give you some things. Um, You look at the record, five and eight, right? One of the three best teams in the league, if you would have asked somebody last week, would have been the Lions, the, the Dallas Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers. They beat them uh, right now. We gave them an elder nine and four. They're five and eight right now. You take a look at the Cleveland Browns. We're eight and five, right? But guess what? You could have taken the 49ers. That could have been an L. The, the Colts could have been an L. There's plenty of games that we won by a hair that could have easily went the other way. And we could be five and eight. Yeah. When you take a look at what Justin Fields is doing, is he showing more uh, as he was going to be a franchise quarterback? Some would argue that. But one thing he does offer is his legs and his mobility. And that has been shown to hurt the Browns a little bit. DJ Moore, I know, is banged up a little bit. That guy can play football. And, and you look at Montez Sweat. You talk about people in, in their defense. Yes, their defense is not great. But look at what he's done. And I, I know Mikey McNuggets, if he's smart, he'll have a Montez Sweat since stat for us. Look since, at the screen, G. Oh, since, right? There you go. Since Montez Sweat has come along, they're playing much better defensively. They offer some things to you. They got a pass rush to get after you. So to me, are they a great team? No, but they're a team that I think you got to respect and you got to come in and play right. And you can't have turnovers, especially given what we got on our roster and our injury problems. They are a pretty, they are a decent team and you're going to have to come out there and beat them. Yeah, because it's either or I'm going to go bad uh, just because, you know, the old saying you are what your record says you are. And for every win they have that could have been a loss, they probably have a loss that could have been a win. Uh, I'm going to make an overarching statement about the NFL right now and see if you guys agree with this. I think all 32 teams are in two camps. There are the good teams that can play bad, and there are the bad teams that can play good. We've seen the 49ers stub their toe for a three-game stretch. Now we're watching the Philadelphia Eagles stub their toe during a three-game stretch. The Cowboys inexplicably had an ugly loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Could, like, what happened there? Um, so I think what, what we have right now in the NFL is really, I call it Pete Rozelle's dream. He was all about parody because in his world, 
if every and, and really you can see it coming to fruition in the AFC, the more teams that are in it in week 13, the more the cash register rings because those markets are all watching intently. What the league does not want is six good teams, 20 bad teams, and six middling teams. What they have right now is six really good teams, six really bad teams, and 20 teams that can beat anybody on any given Sunday and... As a result, they can lose to anybody on any given Sunday. I don't even think there's I, six really good teams. Yeah, I would I go do. even. I would go even farther and maybe say three and three and the rest in the middle. Yeah. I, so anybody. Here's why I say that. I, I have to say, really good teams are teams that I say can win the Super Bowl. There's actually a bigger number than that in my mind this year. I probably yes, agree you've with that. got the elites. You've got, and right now to me it's three, but you can also point to evidence on all three and say, are they really elite? Are yeah. they really good? Because they've shown shown stretches this year yeah, where they every, haven't been. But, Jay, every team, the best teams every year show have times when they yes. don't play well. Exactly. That's my yeah. point. That, that you, That's exactly yeah. my point. So, when, when we're trying to classify the Lions, no, I don't have them in my really good, clearly. Uh, they're very close to my really bad, but I think they're in the middle of those 20 teams. I, it was fascinating last night when on Thursday Night Football on Amazon when they showed the two conference playoff pictures. There are, and we talked about this on the show yesterday, six teams at seven and six in the AFC. There's one seven and six in the playoff record, in the playoff hunt in the NFC, and a host of six and sevens. So the seven AFC, and six in the AFC yeah. is to the NFC what six and seven is. The AFC is way better top to bottom. Than, Much more. But the uh, NFC yeah. has the best teams right now. I agree with that. Now, it's also interesting because, you know, the NFC teams are playing more NFC teams. You're playing the conference games. You're playing sure. your divisional games. So I always ask this question during a regular season, for instance. Like, yeah, I do it in baseball as well, particularly when it was a weighted schedule so heavily. You know, how good are the Guardians? They're playing right. the Central, a third of their games, and the right. Central sucks. Yeah. And then we would find out once they would intermingle in the playoffs. I don't know if the NFC has so many bad teams that the NFC elites have been beating up on them and bulking up their record. In the, I can't, the case in the AFC Central to me, or AFC North to me, is everybody in that, con, in that division is really good. And they're stacking up wins against other teams from other divisions that are not. And as a result, you've got a bunch of teams with 500 records and with playoff paths. I just think for me, the Lions, if I had to classify them, the I just Bears. think they're closer to a bad than a good. I don't I actually think the Lions. I don't, I don't know Bears. how we got to the Lions. But. You, you said the Lions I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bears. the Bears. The Bears. Oh, the Bears. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I was confused. Uh, no, the reason I was going to say that is because they beat the Lions last The week, most but. recent game for them, and yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched more of it than I otherwise yeah. would have because they're our next opponent. What I kept saying when I was watching that game was, the Lions are going to find the switch and they're going to flip it and they're going to win. Yeah, I thought so too. And the but Bears, I thought, did a really good job of squashing any momentum that the Lions would build. Yeah. And... That's what good teams do, but I just don't think they're a good team. And this is a game that, for me, I know the Lions closer than I would have it. I don't see the Lions or the, 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 the Bears being able to beat the Browns. I just don't. Well, one player on Sunday in particular who we'll have to keep an eye on is Jalen Johnson, who's the focus of our next topic, which is brought to us by FanDuel, because even as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. I mentioned Jalen Johnson. He's the Bears' top cornerback. He's also the top-rated cornerback in all of PFF, which is hard to believe, and he's 20 points higher according to PFF, than Denzel Ward. And we all think Denzel Ward has been playing phenomenal when healthy this season. If it does come down to a Jalen Johnson versus Amari Cooper one-on-one -on -one situation, the Bears don't always shadow the number one receiver with Johnson. He kind of stays on half the field. But if it does come down to Cooper, who's one of the best route runners in football, against a guy like Jalen Johnson, who do you guys give the edge to? 
I mean, I, I would be disingenuous if I said, if I could give a good answer on that, because I'm not going to lie. Before this week, I had never heard of Jalen Johnson. I'm not going to be a phony about it. What year is he in? Because I hadn't either. He's, he's in a his free fourth, agent. Third year. He's a free agent. Uh, fourth the, year. He's a yeah, free I mean, agent at the end He was of the year. a second round pick this in 2020. This is a team that we don't watch. They don't play I rarely in, our, watch you know, the Bears. In, in our conference. So yeah, I, I I just never heard of the guy before. I you know I saw he was a second round pick, 50th pick overall in 2020. He's had three uh, four four picks this year, one for a touchdown. So the stats are pretty good. I mean, four pick. I know this guy. What's his name on the Cowboys? Got like eight picks, but. Four picks in this day and age is pretty darn good. But it's hard to say. I mean, I guess I would – the guy seems to be having a great year and Amari Cooper's banged up right now. So I guess I'll give him the edge at the moment because Amari Cooper's injured and he's playing at a really high level, this guy. You guys? Jay? Yeah, I mean, I still – the injury is a concern with Amari and I still think the drops are tied to that because I think he's protecting the ribs. I think his ribs are still bothering him because he's had a couple of drops that – Uncharacteristic. Yeah, those are balls that he doesn't normally drop, but I think he's trying to protect the Bernie said yesterday that's a thing. That's a real thing. When a receiver has an injury, they start hearing footsteps, seeing shadows, and it's understandable. Yeah, but I still like his route running, his footwork. Those are the types of things that can offset elite corners, I think, just because of they find ways to get open. So I'm still going to give Amari the edge, even with the injury. Partly because I have to agree with Bull. We haven't t- seen a ton of the Bears. Yeah. Uh, I, it's hard for me to say. I know Johnson's in a contract here. He's playing for a contract. And I also don't put as much stock in PFF as everybody else does. It's a, it's a tool, and it's nice to have, and I, it helps with linemen and things. But I've talked to enough players who are like, they don't know what we're trying to accomplish. Enough players dismiss PFF that it's hard for me to totally buy into it. Yeah. So for that reason, and going off my eye test, I'm still going to give the edge to Amari. Listen, I don't know. What's his name? Jalen Johnson. He sounds like a small four for the Grizzlies or something. <laughs> like, Jalen Johnson. does like, sound like that. He, right. Like, yeah. Jalen Johnson. I, I give him his respect. But at the end of the day, like, God, Mari Cooper don't got to respect that. Like, listen, I'm, I've been in this league. What I do is, is is run routes. That's what I do. And if Mari Cooper can catch the ball and, and get over the fact that he's been putting the ball on the ground because I think it's getting in his head a little bit. If he catches the football, he's going to be all right. And the way the Browns are playing offense is it, this is the cool thing about the way the Browns play in this style with Joe Flacco. You're not going to see Joe Flacco just sitting back there and it's going to be obvious pass. The way the Browns want to play is, hey, let's 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 be at second and four. Let's keep the sticks third and two. Now it's a run pass option. Now you can run play action. And guess what? As a defensive back, it's way harder, more difficult to guard receivers if you don't know if they're running the ball or they're passing the ball. And that's just simple. That's a simple, you know, fact of football. So Amari Cooper is going to run routes. They're going to get him the ball if he catches it. I think he's still going to do what he does, and, and he does that at a high level. I, I still give the, the, the uh, edge to Amari Cooper. And, guys, Amari Cooper has a chance to make Browns history this week. Certainly, even if he doesn't do it this week, we'll have a chance next week. He's 124 yards away from 1,000 yards. Uh, if he gets to a thousand yards, he will become the first player in the history, in the entire history of the Cleveland Browns, to have back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. It's stunning. In fact, <laughs> that's Ozzie, almost that's almost the like, only guy ever to have two is a tight end. You don't want to celebrate Ozzie. that and because he had a thousand, it's embarrassing. And he had a thousand one and a thousand two. Quickly, that's crazy. Yeah. Browns receivers all time or Guardians outfielders last year. What's worse? <laughs> Guardians outfielders last, last year. year. No, I'm going to say Browns receivers all time because they've had 50 years to That's figure this true. out. That's true, yeah, yeah. How yeah. can one team be so – now, I know that in Cleveland you want to run the ball. You're built to run the ball. But how they can be so awful at one of the sport's most vital positions is the head-scratcher of all head-scratchers. Well, I mean, if you look at the way the game has evolved, the receivers become really important over the last 15 years. Yeah, but we so. missed that train. But <laughs> and, and the Browns have been just god-awful for the it's last 15 It's not like there weren't great years. receivers in the 80s and 90s. Well, well here's I understand, the thing. but no. it's not. But the game wasn't as predicated sure, on receivers as it is Sure, but even in this era, they've brought in receivers that were previously great, that had flashes of it here, but couldn't sustain it. Well, but so far, Amari Cooper through two years. He's the he's the outlier. So far. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. It really is. Uh, give me Amari. All day, every day. I'm going to be just like Bull. When we asked this question, I literally said, why don't I know that name if he's the number one rated corner in the NFL? Um, by PFF. Yeah. They're dead to me. 
<laughs> and they have been for, for a while. Like, I've just seen too much all over the board. We had the, one of their guys on. He tried to explain away stuff. I still have a million questions for him. How in the world? How in the world? How in the world? Like, I, I know that it's a metric that we use as a yardstick, but I think that metric is broken. I, there's just too many outliers. Like you, I've asked a lot of players, even coaches, about PFF, and many of them laugh. Many of them say, yeah, well, if they only knew. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's the the biggest part of checkmarking carried out assignment or missed assignment is knowing said assignment. Right. That's the right. biggest part of the equation, a, and they don't know that. It's guys, a tool. how else are we supposed, like, we're not I agree watching with this you. guy play. How else are no, we doing, you listen, know? I agree with yeah. you. However, if there was a currency that was the world's currency, yeah. and it wasn't working, I would say... We got to change the world currency. Now, I know there's no other way to measure it. I wish PFF had a competitor. I wish someone else would but rise But they do. There are the other ashes. people doing it. No, not yeah. that does it in depth and has the reputation that they do. I just think, for my money, I also, by the way, I want to say this. I have had players that say they're pretty damn good. They're pretty damn They don't get all of it right, but sometimes yeah. they're dead on. Yeah. So, I think like anything else, it's not a science. But it's all we have, so we use it. It's a but tool, I just, but it's not a Bible. I, think, I just I think, think if this guy was that great, I we would have heard of him. We would know what his reputation is more, by now. I think it's more valuable for trenches, right? You know, if you're if you watch an offensive line or you know defensive line, you know whether or not you got blocked, whether you got pancake, yes, whether you you because there's no it. no other stat to measure right. their they, success. No, you, you, with so, running backs, we can look at numbers, so wide receivers, quarterbacks. I think it's so valuable for. I still think it has value, hands. but it's yeah. not the end all. Be no, all. I, here's what I think. I think he's a really good player. I, I believe that based on and, and the only thing I'm giving any credibility to there is the PFF says he is. Yeah, is he the best? I doubt it. Is he 25 points better than Denzel Ward? No. I have a hard time believing. No that. way. And, yeah. and, and again, that's just one more bit of evidence that I throw on my statement that PFF is dead to me. Come on. Denzel Ward or Jalen. He might be a great player. Yeah. He's not 25 points better yeah. than Denzel I Ward. I won't so, say they're dead to and me. And I also think, too, we talked with this Bernie about this yesterday. I do think that there is a certain level of wide receiver PTSD that's going on right now. But I also think that Amari Cooper is a proud competitor who will silently go about his business and instead of talking about it in the media, instead of telling anybody about it, you know, I've been banged up, what is he going to do? He's going to focus. He's going to go out there this week, and he's going to have, I'm not going to say a monster game, but he's going to have a typical Amari Cooper game. I think he's going to be and He's better. better at home. He is much better at home, and we, we don't know why. We did yeah. that a couple of weeks ago as yeah. one of the stats, yeah. and he is significantly better at home. The Browns are back at home, and we are home on WKYC today from 1230 to 1. For as Jay likes to say, I like to say, Brand new, never before seen content that you can catch only on WKYC. Make sure you guys tune in to Channel 3 at 1230. If you're not well, in Cleveland, it still looks like we're arm and arm. It does. <laughs> if you're not in Cleveland, you could download the WKYC or WKYC Plus mobile app and watch there. And we appreciate all the ongoing support. By the way, have we ever talked about the Cavs, Ohio State, or the Guardians on Channel 3 yet? No. no. But we, we will once we football will. season's over. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we go back to that picture with yeah. Bull and sure, all yeah. those, uh, up, Kumbaya, arm and arm? Yeah. Bull, this looks like your son. Not, not, I'm not saying Aaron. Yeah. But I'm juxtaposing you today with the beard compared to you clean shaven. Yeah, I, I look you, much younger there. You look <laughs> like a child to me in that That's video. That's an older picture, too. Oh, is it? That's not been, I don't think that was taken since I've been here. Really? That was, yeah. It was no, taken, that was a Channel 3 oh, green it? screen It was taken photo. upstairs when we first announced you were joining. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. So, you know what that says? So, it's only two years You're old. You're aging in even. president years. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they always have the photos, Barack Obama, when he was elected, Barack Obama, when, when he, he left, left office. Yep. And, you know, you're like, oh, yep. my God, what yep. happened? That's sort of like look that. At, yeah. It, look at Jim Trestle. The show he was hired in Ohio State, and when he left, oh, my God. Yeah, it got him. Yeah, that's true. It got him good. Yeah. Well, speaking of aging, Joe Flacco's arm has not seemed to age, and the Browns rewarded him with a new contract for the rest of the season worth up to $4.05 million in incentives. I want to start with this question, then we'll get to they should have been a two-year deal, which I know we're going to get to, but – do you guys like how Andrew Barry and Flacco came to agreements on this incentive-based deal, which essentially pays them for wins? Okay, but first of all, the way this has been worded, it makes like it look like he doesn't get paid if they don't win. Yeah, he and still gets a base true. per game. Yes, he gets the prorated league It's just minimum. heavily incentive-laden, right, which, right. by the way, it should be. And it, But I think that it's because of how late they are in the season. Otherwise, right. it's hardly anything. Like yeah. When you break it down to the league minimum, 
he only gets paid per game. So what do we got? Four games left? Yeah. So it's a way to sort of juice the the money. So he gets yeah. an extra an extra seventy five grand for every regular season win, and then you see it there as it goes throughout the playoffs. But I've you know, I was talking to some people last night at the event. It's like no, he's it's not you have to win to get paid. It's yeah. not like that's the essentially Brown. the bonus money. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, the way it was worded yesterday in a couple places made it look like, well, sorry, Joe, you if don't get paid win, today. Yeah. His internship ended a <laughs> long time free. ago. Yeah. He ain't here you for don't, free. You don't now, win, you I don't did, get paid. The reason that and I saw the same thing you saw, but the reason it was being reported that way was I didn't see a base number. Yeah. So I think that was done intentionally. Not, I mean, the Browns weren't trying to deceive anybody. I think what the Browns were showing is, look, we'll be happy to pay him an extra $4.05 right. million. Right. And I think it's a perfect structure for a contract. I'm sure he jumped at it. And once again, uh, to the, his second question there, we asked yesterday, I asked after one start, do they need to sign this guy to an extension? Bernie, we asked yesterday, Bernie said, oh, in my mind, that's done. Like, wow. that's yeah, done. done I mean, like, they, they better sign him to an extension. And oh, the I don't reason think that he makes said any that, sense. The reason he said that yeah. is because, look, the price of the backup quarterback is unquestionably going up next year. Everybody agree? No. I okay, so, so I talked to somebody yesterday yeah. who yeah. covers this for a living, yeah. and I asked him that question because I wasn't sure. In my mind, I'm just, I, I have what I'm watching, and I see that what's happened to teams. Look what happened to the Chargers. I mean, yeah. that's just one example. I can give you five. I can give you ten. Yeah. And what the, the way I posed the question was, is the market for backup quarterbacks going to go up next year? And it was a text conversation, so I can't, I can't imply anything. Absolutely was the answer. And then I said, why? And he said, just look around. Okay, but here's look what's where, going on. But here's where I would push back. So you're just going to give an extra $4 million to Joe Flacco or $5 million? But the, the pool yeah. is still limited. It's like the same there's pool. right, it is. right. Yeah. There's still the same number of competent backups. One hundred percent. And then every so there's not like there's magically going to be five or six or seven or eight new quarterbacks that are suddenly going to be worth seven or eight million dollars. No, it's going to be. The, and we've talked about this on the show because I brought this up a number of times. The the guys that the league has flushed out, and the guys in the thirty to thirty three year old range. Now I know that that does not include Flacco, but the league has collectively stamped guys done. And it's typically because when they get into that veteran range, they don't want to pay that veteran salary to a guy that's been around because heretofore, they've looked at that position as insignificant. They're all the same. We can rotate them in and out. The Browns, I think, are a perfect example of why that isn't true. I just think in the NJ, there's no reason to panic. He's 30. He's guy's going to be 39 years old. He's played two games. Wait, what's the panic? Signing him, signing him, giving him a, guaranteed money for next year based on two games when he's 39 years old. It's, I wouldn't give him two years. I would definitely give him next year. Right, right. but that's what? two. That's the amount of money yeah. that franchises yeah. willfully throw away. But what is the rush here? The, well, it's is it the most important position in the sport? Right, but I don't know. Okay. He's I don't I don't even know if he's going to be good the rest of this year, let alone next year. We don't. But here's what I can tell you. Yeah. Because I asked this question also. Yeah. To my friend. Is he going to be on an NFL roster to start the season next year? He's like, are you paying attention? Well, that's, what if he falls apart the next couple of we weeks? We have four more games to see that's what could happen. Why would and you? It's if, the if, same reason that why would you sign Stefanski to an extension the, it, when you don't have to? The clock says you don't have to. The price I think here's is the not thing. the price tomorrow. No, that's exactly right. And here's what he said. You think he Joe said Flacco Browns, is going to get some big contract at 39 years old? No chance. It, no, it's not going to be big bull. It's going to be a contract. It, it may outpace. It, same with, same with uh, Jacoby Brissett. It may outpace what you Jacoby Brissett didn't get paid that much. He, he, got, he, got, eight he million. got $8 million. He got $8 million. Flacco's yeah. not even going to get $8 million. No, he's so, not getting $8 million. So what so I'm here's, saying, here's though, what, is we did not think that... that guys, that, he's played two games. But what I'm exactly. saying to we did not think that Jacoby Brissett was getting $8 million. Until he played well, and then he got eight million. No, he did. It, it last year, when the offseason started last year, people thought he'd get more than eight he million. He got he'd be six a from starter. the Browns the year before. You got six. Yeah, so well, it went up by two. That's two more million. Okay. So that's I think the lot. point is Jacoby Brissett's the perfect example because he's the guy that in the past the league has sort of flushed out by now. 
So, and I don't, I don't mean the distant past. I mean in the recent past. I don't know that I agree He's with that. He's the kind of guy that will look around at the backup quarterbacks that are currently well, in so the NFL. Well, so who's a guy who should still be a backup? Well, I'm not going to get into that because I think yeah. there are a lot of guys that have already been flushed out in the last five years that aren't coming back. But like, so who? now like, it's now it's I, now it's. Like, well, like, I think Flacco is a perfect example. But, but it's not but that he, he he just got flushed out at 39. And it's no, not he that was 37. No. When he got flushed out, he's not even 39 yet. He's 38. Yeah, he's going to be 39 in a couple of and weeks. And when the league said no on him. But they, but they didn't lowball him. They just said go away. That's, what, that's, that's exactly but my that, point. But they they collectively him labeled chance. him as done. But they didn't and him yesterday, Aditi said they clearly made a mistake. Yeah, they did. Now, here's From the thing. Jay, you From said guys so 30 to 35, and I'm like, yes. where is this group? But who? Well, Bull, we don't have them anymore. You know why? But we have, who? Who's we have, been pushed out the last Now we years. have P.J. Walker. That's one guy. No, there's okay. always been a PJ Walker. Like last night's a bad example because he played well. Yeah. Aiden O'Connell versus Stick Easton. That guy's was an NFL quarterback matchup in an exclusive window. But and what we watched with the Chargers. Now yeah. look, there's a lot of things going on with the Chargers. Yeah, a lot of things. Number one, the team has collectively quit on its head but coach. But gee, I, I'm just trying to think of it. I'm trying. Bull, Bull, who's an example? I'm not going to give you examples, and here's why. I yeah. haven't thought specifically okay. about that. But what I'm telling you, and I think this makes my point. Yeah. When you've got guys like P.J. Walker starting, are you going to tell me really that there haven't been guys in the last five years that have been flushed out of the league that had more experience, starting experience? This guy was in an off-brand league, and they but, brought him in. But meanwhile, Jake Browning, who's gone in and played well, and I don't know. He's a perfect example. But he hasn't played. We didn't know he was any good. No, but he's been in a system for a long time. Now, maybe but Jake would have played been, a game. I know, but watch. Jake would have been a guy. you're saying veteran quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, me, I don't know why you love it. You just said that to let, me. You said we need veteran let quarterbacks. Me, we do. We do. But on. you can't give one example. Let me, let me Jay, jump do in. you have an example? Let me jump in and give you, yeah. give you this. I'm not even going to go across the league. I'm going to just go yeah. with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns had Jacoby Brissett last year. He played better than they thought. They gave him – they got six. Came the offseason, he was a free agent. They offered him two more. He got eight. The price of the market went up. When you had quarterbacks that got injured, like Deshaun Watson, <laughs> yeah. the Cleveland Browns at the trade deadline went back to Washington – and they said, can we get Jacoby Brissett back? They said, give us a third-round pick. Well, we don't know what they said. But, we but, don't know but, that for sure. But here's the thing. But a lot of people reported that yeah. the price was higher than they were willing to spend. Right. So, therefore, you, get, you, you lost a player, and he got more money, and then the market ramped up to a point where he, 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 was, he was bringing back more than you were No, he really- wasn't bringing back more because nobody was willing to pay that so, price. So, yeah. Last year. That, so, this year. So, so, no. So, no. Nobody was willing is, to pay a third-round pick for uh, Jacoby uh, Brissett. Uh, hold on. Let me, the bottom line is – I didn't finish, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so the re- reality of the situation is you have to learn from what you do, you're having mistakes about. We had a situation where Deshaun Watson got hurt and it looked like your season was over. There's a lot of teams who have $250 million quarterbacks. They're paying them God knows what. But yet, it's so crazy that you don't have, you're saying that you're paying them that and it's important, but the backup to that same important position isn't worth $4 million? Yeah, but you, yeah. I don't think I don't you, get that. I'm not arguing that you shouldn't have a competent backup. I'm arguing that I don't have to lock into Joe Flacco at, who's about to turn 39 years old after two games. Why would I lock into him now? If the, it, he, First of all, he may not be the best option. Number two, the Brown, he's having such a great experience. If the Brown, I find it hard to believe that at the end of this year, if, if the Browns want him back, that he's not going to come back. You don't think he's going to hit the free market? He's, oh, saying, he's 39 years old. It doesn't old. matter. Bullet what doesn't do you mean it doesn't matter? matter? He hasn't been good in a decade Is consistently. He? I test. Does he, has he look like a 38-year-old quarterback he, to you? No, through two games he okay, hasn't. So but he hasn't played great. Let's well, not get here's, carried here's away. Here's the point, and you made it. The yeah. price goes up with each good performance. So how yes. much do you think Joe Flacco is going to get next no year? No idea, and here's why. Yeah. We don't know what. how is the market going to respond to what's happened in the league this year. Yeah. And, and here's my point. On t- the, the, the vertebrae to my point is this. We've sat on this show before and said, well, the fact of the matter is if Sean Watts get hurt, our season's over. Yeah. No, because the Bengals said that when they lost their guy and their season is not over. Here's well, the And you know why it's I not said it over? I about them. <laughs> they, you thought it was over. I said, I we said. We sat it. here yeah. at the beginning of this season and said, none of this matters. Look, this is all Deshaun Watson. Right. If he gets hurt, our season is over. That's not true. 
And it's certainly not true in Cincinnati. And the reason I bring that up, I think that your guy, Browning, is going to be a perfect example of what we might see moving forward. By the way, I do like the fact that the Browns have drafted DTR and sort of put their flag in the idea he's yeah. that guy. That's the, that's the part that nobody's paying attention to. The Browns have their long-term backup quarterback. You may not want to hear it. It's DTR. Right. So how did it work this year when DTR came in? Well, for he was a fifth-round rookie who got thrown into a situation before he was ready. And when he came back the second time, didn't so look bad. What you're telling me then is the veteran at 38 was better than has a given this team a much better chance of making the playoffs and making a run than the first-year rookie has. So are you gonna, and that's what I'm so, saying. Okay, so then let's go a step further. So you're going to burn three spots on the 53 on a quarterback. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, how and, much... And Bernie and, said... And, 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 listen, and, and how much do you want to pay this quarterback? That's going to be set by the market. Well, tell, give me a number. How much do you want to pay a backup quarterback? What is... Jacoby Brissett's making $8 million, correct? Okay, Four. here... No, it, he's making eight. Well, he's I want to... If eight. you say throw a number at four... No, I would even pay him more than that, but... Here's the thing. We all agree on this. It is the most important position, not just in football. I've always said it's the most important position in sports. Yeah. I, and I am I wrong on that? Nope. Of course so not. why would you spend, as a franchise, $45 million on that position, but not have a solid insurance policy as a backup? Because in, until this year, we'll see how it pans out in the playoffs. Once your quarterback, your backup quarterback came in, in most cases, you were done. And we'll see what happens. It's been a weird year so far with a, with a rash of injuries across the board. And the reason there's guys like, a couple of guys like P.J. Walker have played is because there's been more injuries this year to quarterbacks than we've ever seen in the history of the foot, of football for whatever We're going to do this as a draft coming up. We're going to yeah. list the backup quarterbacks. Two minutes, yeah. Two but minutes the bottom and line, Gene, talk about that. you said Flacco gets paid $4 million. So what do they got to worry about paying him now for? He's only going to get $4 million. No, he's, no, that was the number he dropped that he'd be comfortable paying. Here's, here's the reason why I yeah. want him. We, we talk about on the field. The man knows football inside and out. I got DTR. Guess what? I feel like DTR can learn from him. You got Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson can learn from him. You got a guy that's in that room that is no rookies, no novices. He's not Josh Dobbs. He has cachet. He's almost to say he's three years younger than Kevin Stefanski. The dude brings more to your team than just throwing the football. Look how the team and plays. And said that and Bernie said that. They all right. Said, all right. So what are you paying him next year? What are you paying him? Well, first of all, before we get to that point, that's why I would do it now. The market has yet to be set. And I asked... The question, okay, so how much of an increase are we looking at next year? And he said, I don't know. The market will determine that. And I don't know that either. But what I do know now is there is a price for a good backup quarterback that we all have in our heads. It's going to be higher next year. It just is. So let, let's pretend it's $6 million. Let, Let's do It's between Brissett and what he's making now. Sure. For the sake of whatever, Jason, you're getting at, let's say $6 million for this. Well, Dalvin Tomlinson costs six million against the cap, so there goes Dalvin Tomlinson because no, you want to back up quarterback. Or. No, it is. It's either or. It is. You know what? It, you know what it does? It puts a, a bigger spotlight on redoing contracts like Conklin. Like what? What was the urgency to do that? And we're talking about the most important position on the roster, well, the urgency, and we're going to lowball but, him. But you just said that the bank, the Bengals, the way they did it is right. And again, I have no idea. Jake Browning might suck the rest of the year. I have no clue. But they're not paying him anything. Right. That's the best so way to do it. So if DTR ends up being the guy, That's they're not paying they're him do- anything. That's no, why they're for doing now. It this way. Browning no, is going right. to get paid. And, no, I, and you know what? When he's so. a free agent, he will. Do you guys remember Scott You're basing Mitchell? basing that on two games. Do you remember Scott Mitchell? Yeah, teams have been smart since then and yeah. haven't paid him. What I'm, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make that I think is falling flat on everybody yeah. but G, we all agree it's the most important position in sports. Yeah. We go all in to an inordinate percentage of your team's salary cap yeah. on said player. And you're going to roll the dice with P.J. Walker? Is Joe Flacco's not rolling the dice? A hell of a lot less than it no. is with P.J. Walker. rolling the dice. One won a Super Bowl. Yeah. One came from yeah, the... he won the Super Bowl 11 years ago. I don't ago. care. He won it. So let's bring it... Let, you, so, let's and bring by, your own, back. by so, your own admission... No, Brett Favre should play quarterback. By your own, Terry no, by your Terry own admission... No, he hasn't been a starter for that, six that's years, this, Joe that's Flacco. That's disingenuous. Give me him. Give me him. That's Roll dis- the dice with him. Then why weren't you saying it all year? Okay, that's disingenuous. I did say it all year. Guys, guys, we're not going to compare Joe Flacco to P.J. Walker. No, that's disingenuous. That's not having a fair dialogue. 
boring. You said, well, P.J. Walker's rolling the dice. No, PJ, I didn't too. say it. You said P.J. Walker's a roll of the dice. I said Joe Flacco's a roll of the dice. P.J. Walker sucks. He's not a roll of the dice. Right. We knew he sucked. You made my point. No, I didn't make your point. Give me Flacco. I understand. Give me Flacco. At whatever extra million you're going to spend on him, I'll give me it. Joe Flacco. Okay. And look, but, but Bull, he could fall flat on his face tomorrow. As he four, has each of the last few seasons. He could get injured. Yeah. And that could be that. But what I'm saying is, so much is at stake here, guys. Yeah. I watched the Chargers last night. I get it. Without their, their heart over. What's the difference? I know it is, but yeah. they... Without their guy, yeah. I watched a team that literally, this was embarrassing. This was the worst thing I've seen on an NFL field all year. Except for when the Broncos lost to the Dolphins. Give them 70. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I don't know that this wasn't worse because they quit on their head coach. They quit on him. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't really care about the Chargers. I'm just saying, there's no. Uh, to me, there's just no rush. I agree. Let me this, ask you this. Yeah. Do you think the Chargers last night would have said if they had a button that they could push magically. Easton Stick or Joe Flacco? We're not debating. I'm not debating with you that Joe Flacco's not better than P.J. Okay. Walker. Nobody's trying to argue that. My- no, I-, I even agree on some level that, yes, this year is, if this year at least, it's important to have a good backup quarterback. But that doesn't mean I need to sign soon-to-be 39-year-old Joe Flacco now for next year. To me, that doesn't make any if sense. He, if yeah. they go 4-0 down the stretch and they make a deep playoff run, we can revisit this exactly. conversation. No, at this we point... We can, but then here's the problem. There's going to be other suitors that are going to jump in line and say, well, hell, I, we saw how important the backup quarterback was. I don't know that we've seen the importance of a backup quarterback any more than this season. I just don't, I don't know think, that I don't anybody's think, knocking down the door And the league is knee-jerk. You know that. The league has watched... 55 different quarterbacks start NFL games this year. And they've watched some really bad ones. Easton Stick. I, I, to be fair to Easton Stick, it's one game. It's I one mean, game, but they, the Chargers had to call his number. I mean, you know, listen, what are you going to do? He's a young player. I mean, D- DTR looked yes. terrible in his first game, and then he played better in the, ne- the next couple of games. Absolutely. How do we know that DTR wouldn't be playing as well as Joe Flacco is if he kept playing? I just, Probably not, but, you so know. so much at stake. Just give me the guy, particularly because he doesn't look old. Bernie said yesterday, if the only reason you keep him around, I think it's the right makeup. Aditi liked it because she said the, one of the best reasons you do it now is because he's a good person. He's not going to be disruptive in the quarterback room. Deshaun Watson is never going to be like, oh, I'm not comfortable having this guy around. And Bernie made this point. Bernie said, watch him in the pocket. Look at his pocket presence. Strong, tall, confident. That's what quarterback play looks like. He mentioned Deshaun Watson has some shortcomings with his footwork and with certain things. Deshaun Watson can become a better quarterback with Joe Flacco in the quarterback room. I just think to worry about next year is unnecessary We will will revisit it after four games. We'll talk about it. Big Nuggets, what we got? 